Hi everyone, Steve here. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that we originally recorded this podcast about a week after the Oscar nominations came out. Um, we primarily uh, talk about the diversity problem with the Oscars in the beginning, um, but we didn't quite realize at the time how much steam the whole Oscar so white thing would pick up. Um, but suffice to say, I think we did a pretty good job of forecasting how this would play out. So I hope you guys enjoy, and thanks for listening. All right, uh, hello. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, I'm here with Jen again, and we'll be discussing our reactions to the Oscar nominations. So why don't we get right into it? Um, when how long ago did the did the nominations come out? How long ago uh, that? So we're recording like a week after the nominations right. have come out. So there's been a little bit of time for people to have calmed down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And process. The nominations and get angry and get angry all over again, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's been about a week. And what was your first reaction when you saw the the list of nominees? Um, you know, I didn't pick up pick up right away mm-hmm. on what started trending immediately after the nominations were announced, which is the hashtag Oscar So White. Yeah. Um, I think I was just taking in, like, what movies did I like that were nominated or yeah. whatever. And yeah. then I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, I think it was the L.A. Times. They had this front page feature the next day. Yeah, yeah. Having all of the 20 acting noms and the directors all in, like, one spread. And it's just... A massive spread of white people. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that's a really, really big um, issue that will sort of quote unquote color this yeah. this. Well, this, nice. Thank you. <laughs> this time around, and I think um, I think that backlash is going to last. I don't think it's going to go away, um, especially. With the host of this year being Chris Rock, I'm pretty sure he'll yeah. have lots to say about it. And then now we're getting people like Jada Pinkett Smith who's saying that, that yeah. she's going to boycott. Not necessarily sure that she would be invited anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think we're going to be hearing about this for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, that hashtag Oscar So White was also trending last year. So this is not completely new, and this is not the first year that this has happened. Um, But I think it's a bigger issue than the Academy, and we can get into that in Mm -hmm. a little bit. But what were your initial takeaways from the noms? You know, I think it was the same thing for me. I didn't really notice it at first, um, and I guess it's because, you know, at this point we're kind of used to it. Uh, I think it's coincidental. You know, we're recording today, Monday, MLK Day, and last year the only, like, film of diversity that was represented was Selma. Ah, yes. You know, and and so this year there's, like, there's none. Not not even, like, the token one, Mm -hmm. you know? And it just, uh, it's a little disappointing because I I don't want to make this, like, solely about race. Like, oh, you have to have at least one, you know, film... Uh, or at least one actor, actress, you know, uh, that's a minority uh, represented. My whole thing is, um, it if the, if the best five men or women or actors or films, if if it, if they are white, then that's fine. But that's just not the case this year, right. and it's like there's an injustice not because there's no one of color represented. It's an injustice because. Um, minority filmmakers and, and actors and actresses were just ignored. You know, like yeah. they, they should, it's not that they could have been mm-hmm. nominated, it's that they should have been and they weren't. And that's what upsets me. You know, if if they sucked, then I'd be like, oh, you know, you can't just throw them a bone. Right. You know, you can't just have them in there. I mean, I think that's a, a larger debate that I'm not smart enough yeah. to, to argue for, but... Um, for me personally, it was like, oh, there are deserving people, and they weren't included. Right. I, that that was my reaction to it. Um, so why don't we go top down? Sure. Right. We'll go top down. Um, so I'll read the nominees for for best picture. Right. So for best picture, we have The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, uh, a no one is listening favorite, uh, <laughs> The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Um, now, Jen, could you explain to our listeners what the rules are for 
for best pictures in terms of why there are so many? Yeah, so you'll notice that every other category has five nominees and the best picture has um, anywhere between five to ten in each given year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was because a few years ago the um, the Academy changed their rules a little bit. I think um, I think to address some of the issues that were coming up um, in the fact that, and I think I mentioned this last last time we talked about this. Um, you know, we want the best picture nominees to be representative of all different different films, not mm-hmm. just. The ones that are two and a half hours and yeah, the ones that exactly. want to make you kill yourself because that seems to be sort of like formulaic. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this year that, that movie is The Revenant. Um, <laughs> but, you know, take into account all different genres. So I'm glad right. that Mad Max got a nomination because that's an action film. And typically, historically, the Academy doesn't really recognize, has not really recognized action films. Um, and so in this way, the pool of um, the recognition of all of these pictures are widened and then not just to um and there's a very specific science behind it and how like these best pictures become nominees at that I also am not smart enough to get into (laughs) and it's a science too so I don't want to talk about that but that's the reason why um there are more nominees than the other categories right right right. so I didn't major in mathematics but there are one two three four five six seven eight films nominated so essentially you could have fit one or two more films essentially but it does depend on how the voters are ranking them Mm -hmm. i think it's on a ranking system and then from those ranking system um that's how like it also needs to be like they these movies need to be like in the top like like three like the top three movies have to like they it just gets it's a mathematical thing but I totally understand what you're saying but if not enough people say like voted for Inside Out as the best picture then it's just not going to get in in this in this pool Um, which is unfortunate because then yes if we think about it there are two other movies that could have filled this spot but unfortunately that's just not the way it works I mean so for me I just it's hard for me to believe because I've watched it four times now. I know. <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that, well aware. that Creed couldn't have made it onto this yeah. list. Yeah. It, I just, it, that, who is, who is arguing for Bridge of Spies? Who, like, who yeah, had that, that on their list came of out top of three? for me. Like, I, that was released pretty early in the year, I think, earlier in the year. Um, we're fact-checking. Um, and so... Typically, what studios tend to do is to release um, the movies that they're pushing for, um, awards for, a little bit later in the year so that they're aware of, of, um, so that voters can be aware of um, or have these movies more fresh in their mind. I guess I was wrong about Bridge of Spies. It came out in October. Um, (laughs) Still, like, a while ago. It was a while ago, and I don't remember it. Being talked about very I don't know anyone that watched it. I don't remember. I think I know like two people who watched it. Um, was it Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg? Because I don't know anyone else that watched it. But that's really, really um, interesting. Everything else is not that surprising to me. Yeah, everything um, else is pretty is stopped. But I think you what know, we want to discuss are the ones that didn't make it. So yeah. Steve Creed. Yeah, Creed. I just I I can't imagine how that's not. Uh, that, that wasn't on enough people's, like, best picture yeah. list. And I will say, though, um, even if you are not a best picture contender, there are other categories. Yes, that there you are consolation be. prizes on this, right? for Creed, I think its only consolation prize is Sylvester Stallone's nomination because Ryan Coogler's not a best picture nominee. Michael B. Jordan is not a... Oh, like we'll get into. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. But I don't see it on like editing or just any other categories either. So I think that Creed was pretty shafted this year, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, did you have uh, a movie that that you thought should have been on this list? Yeah, that was in? Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah, um, and so for a little sure. bit of 
about animated films. So there's a whole separate category for best animated film. And obviously, I think there's no competition there. Inside Out will win, mm-hmm. and that will be its reward this year. But, um, you know, historically, I think only three animated movies have been nominated for Best Picture. Beauty and the Beauty Beast. Beauty and the Beast, right. Up and Toy Story 3. So Pixar actually has a pretty good track record of pictures being nominated. Um, I honestly feel like Inside Out is up there with Up and Toy Story 3. So I'm a little bit surprised and saddened by this. Um, But hey, it is what it is. And I mean, I'm not going to cry about it. But the sadness in me. (laughs) (laughs) The Phyllis in you. The Phyllis in me is great right now. Uh, let's go on to, uh, let's just go right down. Let's go to actor in a leading role, right? So I'll read out the nominees, right? So actor in a leading role, uh, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, uh, Matt Damon for The Martian, Leo DiCaprio for The Revenant, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie, how do you say this last Redmayne. Name? Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Um, you know, I, let me... I, Okay, so let me, we'll go in order, right? Brian Cranston, I think, is phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? I, he's one of my favorite actors. I think um, I've gotten to the point with him where anything he does, I'm just so all in on, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that one. Uh, I think this is Leo's year Yeah. for, for The Revenant, um, even though I couldn't even finish that movie. It was too much for me. Again, I have no interest in watching it. Um, I loved, loved Steve Jobs. But I think that was more because um, I'm a huge Sorkin fan when he's writing, but that's all he's doing. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch The Danish Girl. Um, but I always, I, I do think that uh, anytime you play a role where you're sexuality or gender is uh, counter-cultural mm-hmm. or not that's I mean that's not even true at this point but is is just not who you are in real life yeah they give you extra bonus points yeah you know it's either that or you know if you uh, play someone whose like IQ is lower than than yours is in real life mm-hmm. you know they give you extra bonus points for that yeah. so I get that you get the nomination. I, I get the nomination. Here's the one that, that kills me, right? Of course. I, I watched The Martian. I enjoyed The Martian. Did you watch The Martian by chance? Uh, no. I, I thoroughly enjoyed The Martian. I think I would thoroughly enjoy it. I love movies about space. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> I, I, the Interstellar. <laughs> um, loved, love Matt Damon. Yeah. I think he's an underrated actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's the rare breed. And we talked about this, right? He's the rare breed that is both a movie star and an actor. Yeah. Right? Um, I think he gets maybe, not a bad rap, but I think he gets overshadowed sometimes by like that George Clooney, Brad Pitt crew. Like the Ocean's Eleven Like crew. the Ocean's Eleven crew. You know, he gets he gets overshadowed and I actually think he's a much better actor than either of those mm-hmm. guys. Right? Matt Damon. Fantastic actor. But if we're just going based off their, the performance. The performance. You can't possibly tell me that Matt Damon in The Martian was better than Michael B. Jordan in Creed. It's just it's, you you can't. Matt, I mean, even for like the Golden Globes, right? They had The Martian nominated as like a comedy for some reason, mm-hmm. right? It's just like he gives a, he gives a great performance. You have to be you have to give a good performance in order to have someone have an audience care about you for two hours about whether or not you're going to survive and then spend two hours with you by yourself, right? right? right, right. You, you need to have some acting chops for that, yeah. obviously. But there's no, there's no way what he did in The Martian was better than what Michael B. Jordan did in Creed because in, in The Martian, I'm like, oh, I, man, I really hope he survives. Like that's, and I'm thinking, oh, what would I do if I were in space? I'm like, oh, I'd probably die within five minutes. Five minutes, I'd be dead, right? He survives for like... I don't know how long, I forget. He survives for a while. I would be gone in the first five minutes, right? But when I'm watching Michael B. Jordan in Creed, there's a scene where he's in a jail cell 
with Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Sylvester Stallone is saying some, like, real, real things to him, right? And gets real emotional. And he, uh, he starts, like, crying, right? But it's not sad crying. And this is a random thing that I... I think it's easy to sad cry. Not easy. It's easier to sad cry. Like, if you're an actor, you just think about something sad and you start crying or whatever, right? Yeah, he does, that's how acting works. Yeah, I'm sure that's how acting works, right? Um, he does the mad cry, oh, which is like, he's so mad mm-hmm. that he's crying. And that is, you rarely see that, you know, uh, performed by an actor. Where right. Sad cry, I've seen a bunch of people sad cry. You know, not like that's whatever. You know, sad cry. Oh, you're sad. I get it. You're crying. He does the mad cry, and it's so moving that you are just like mad with him, and you're just like want to cry with him. Um, I think we should rename this podcast to the Mike Fan Club Podcast. I'm just saying, show me another dude who can mad cry in in a film, and he deserves. Uh, best actor in a leading role nomination. Um, so when we talk about you know the Oscars being so white, I think this is the category in which most mm. of the potential um, pe- um, snubs have happened. So you mentioned Michael B. Jordan, who you're a huge fan mm. of in, in Creed. Um, I think there was so much talk about Will Smith and Concussion um, mm. and Idris Elba and Beasts of No Nation, which I find a very surprising thing only because um, it... For those of you who don't know, Beasts of No Nation was the first is the first um, feature film, original feature film by Netflix, and so it was untraditional in the sense that it's not a movie studio; it's Netflix, mm-hmm. um, and they pushed for it real hard. Um, and I think the ensemble for the film got a SAG Award nomination, but Idris Elba um, and so Idris Elba if. If they were to get any sort of acting recognition, like he would have been the person to like fill right. this role. Um, I can't really think of any other snubs. Oh, I think people people thought that Johnny Depp in Black Mass, but I think the black I think that movie was so badly panned. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I didn't really think that that was um, a potential, but. Yeah, I think this is definitely the category where we could have seen some people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. <sighs> All right. We love you, Michael B. Jordan. Love you, MBJ. Love you, MBJ. Let's move on to actress in a leading role, mm-hmm. right? So we have Kate Blanchett in Carol, Brie Larson uh, for her performance in Room, uh, Jennifer Lawrence for her performance in Joy, Charlotte Rampling for her performance in 45 Years, and I have no idea how to say this name. I think it's Sersha. Sersha Ronan. I don't even know if I'm saying the last name right, and that that's spelled pretty easily, uh, for her performance in Brooklyn. Um, real quick, ready? Jennifer Lawrence, is she just going to get nominated? And I'm not arguing against it. I actually am a huge fan of yeah, hers, right? But I am too. Is she just going to, yep. are we just going to yep. nominate her yep. every year? Every year. Every, every for, year, or not maybe not every, but whenever she does something, whenever she does something that's not a X Men movie, yeah, 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 basically. Um, but I think I don't. There's no way that she'll win this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's the cards are stacked against her this year, which mm-hmm. is fine. I mean, the girl has won a lot. The girl is only like 25 or so. She still has like. 75 years to act. Um, so it's, I think it's fine, but you're right. Like, she will always get nominated for whatever she's in because she's good. Like, let's not be wrong mm-hmm. about that. She's good. I don't particularly like seeing her name every single year mm-hmm. I, because, again, that takes away from someone else who could have filled that spot. Right. We'd already talked about that. Um, apparently, she's great in Joy, and I don't doubt that. So when we're looking at it performance based, like, I'm sure she deserves a spot here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there were any surprises or not surprises here. Um, the only controversy with this category is um, for Carol. So Kate Blanchett and her co-star Rooney Mara mm. play, um, I guess, repressed lesbian lovers in like 1940s. Mm-hmm. It's really supposed to be a dual role. Right, right. Um, 
But obviously, if they were both nominated as the best actress, inevitably they would cancel each other out. Because right. How right. do you vote for that? Yeah. Um, and so I think the studio that made Carol pushed Kate Blanchett up to best actress and um, Rooney Mara down to supporting role. And there's been a lot of talk about that because obviously this is all a strategic game too. You yeah. want to go where you have the most chances One, of winning. Want to put your best foot forward in each category. Exactly. So I think actually Rooney Mara won um, Best Actress for this performance at like the Cannes Film Festival or something like that. So it is weird to see her in the supporting role, but um, that's what's sort of happened. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also, um, if you want to talk about Oscar So White, like that's also another issue that's been coming up a lot. Um we saw that last week with the Golden Globes and the Martian being um, being in Com- the a comedy. comedy. Yeah. Where it's clearly, see, you watched it. It's not like, a <laughs> comedy. Yeah, there's nothing funny about him almost something dying. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it, it won. So it walked home with a Golden Globe. With a Golden Globe, yeah. Um, so I guess it does pay off, even though everybody thinks you're a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think... Um, I think this is like maybe the least surprising mm-hmm. to me. Um, and in terms of the nominations, in terms of the nominations, uh, the only thing that really hurts is that you know I could. I mean, there are so few roles for yeah. you know uh, women in the minority. Um, there's just so few roles available to them. Yeah, you know, and and that's what kind of sucks about about this year. You know, um, as you're saying that, I also want to point out something so you know your creed no my creed your yeah my your, creed your creed is mad max and Charlize theron who carried that movie is not oh, yeah. here oh and yeah she actually hasn't she has where really, is she <laughs> she hasn't really been on people's radars and i also think that's what it comes down to is that, like, action films usually aren't looked at in that way. Like, mm-hmm. when you see an action film, you're not like, that performance was amazing yeah. because she's not doing the angry cry or whatever. Like, that's not what you're focused on. And so I think sometimes, like, action films are the least recognized by the Academy. Like, I mean, yes, like, people people have nominated action films for, like, editing and, like, things like that, but you're not really looking at performances, and it's unfortunate because she really, that performance was so Mm -hmm. great, and the whole movie is carried on her shoulders, so that's, like, really unfortunate, but I also find it, like, not surprising, only because, like, leading into it, like, I don't actually think, like, she was gaining steam Mm -hmm. uh, leading up to these nominations anyway, so it's not that surprising. Um, Tangent, this is just something I thought of. Uh, Brie Larson, mm-hmm. right, getting uh, picking up a lot of steam on that Brie Larson train. Um, she's getting a lot of love. Is she? She's younger than Jennifer Lawrence. Fact right. check. I Fact don't check. know. Yeah. And, and while you look that up, I I'll, don't think so. You don't think so? Honest, right. but I could be wrong. Yes, go yeah, on. Yeah. The reason I bring that up, and this could, if you, if it ends up being incorrect, then my whole point is moot. But my thing is, um, I wonder if there is... She's a year older than Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, really? Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. She's a year older than mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, well, you know, th- this might still apply. I wonder if people are starting to get sick of Jennifer Lawrence and are moving on to Brie Larson. Well, there was a little bit of a Jennifer Lawrence hate after the Golden Globes because she was yeah. really rude to a reporter, and that picked up a lot of steam. So I do think, inevitably, like, when you're an it girl, like, you can only be an it girl for so long yeah. before the tide turns on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think... I think Jennifer Lawrence still is the darling of, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't... Yeah, I just... I don't. I can't. I don't know that Brie Larson is the new Jennifer Lawrence. I think they're mm. just very different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and her picking up steam for this role isn't to replace. Gotcha, gotcha. Like Jennifer Lawrence is yeah. like whatever. Um, I think she was just that good in room, gotcha. which she is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, side tangent: Kate Blanchett. I think on my Mount Rushmore of living. Yeah. Actors. Yep. Right. Definitely. Fair, fair. Um, all right, let's. You know what? Actually, why don't we take 
a quick break. You know, it's been almost 25 or so minutes. Uh, we'll take a really quick break. For those of you who are listening, you can grab, I don't know, go to the bathroom, grab a cup of coffee. I don't know, whatever it is that you guys do. Uh, so we'll take a really quick break, and then we'll be back. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed your break. Um, all right, let's get into the supporting actor and actress categories. Uh, so I'll read off the nominees for Best Supporting Actor. Um, it's, let's see. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, so it's Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark – how do you say that last name? Rylance? Rylance? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Um, thoughts? Yeah, okay. So I don't know of any snubs in this category. I mean, I've read some stuff about Michael Keaton in Spotlight or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess um, this is a category that I don't necessarily care about as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who Mark Rylance is. Is I'm sure he's done a bunch of stuff, so I will. I am sure he's talented. I'm sure he's talented, but I wanted to ask you, the resident Creed fan. (laughs) Um, so Sylvester Stallone just came off winning the Golden Golden Globe, Globe, right? And now he is a nominee for Best Supporting Actor for Creed. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? I thought he was great in it. I thought, um, uh, you know, it's the it's the best I've seen him since probably Copland, you know? Um, uh-huh. But I also didn't think it was, like, that amazing. I just I find it so bizarre that his performance, which was great, is getting so hyped in comparison to the other performances in the film. Like, it's it's a little confusing. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is the best we've seen Sylvester Stallone. But I think it's more, like, nostalgia than anything else. Like, he's great, but I wasn't like, yo, he's going to, he... He's going to win You know, actually, it's funny. I remember thinking he might get nominated, but I wasn't like, he should win. Right. You know, so I think... It's just I don't know what it is. Like I find it kind of bizarre that people are, are hyping him so much. Um, but I mean, it was good. He was good. Yeah, and it's almost like the Academy is recognizing the movie Creed through oh, this through nomination him. Yeah. because again, this is I think the only nomination the movie got. I could totally be wrong, um, or at least the mate a major category. Um, so. I don't know. I, I I guess I have to watch it, but I am like kind of also surprised by um, the way he's been nominated for all of these things. But yeah, yeah. Um, everything else, I don't know. I don't really have much to say. Mark yeah, I, Ruffalo is always the best, and I love him. So. He yeah, he's he he's phenomenal. Like you know, I you know I think Christian Bale is probably on my short list of. Is he on Mount Rushmore? No, he's not on the Mount Rushmore. He's not on the Mount Rushmore, but he's like a personal favorite mm. of mine, a personal favorite of mine. Um, did you hear that crazy story about Tom Hardy and Ina Ritu on the set of The Revenant? No, did they get into a fight? Yeah, apparently. So, I mean, unsubstantiated rumors, but if I recall correctly, you know, the reason The Revenant looks so amazing is because I think Ina Ritu was like obsessed with like natural light and... Um, he and his like cinematographer were like, oh, we have to shoot, you know, outdoors between the hours of like, I'm making this up, like four and yeah. seven. That's yeah. like the perfect lighting. We can't, you know, replicate that light. And, um, you know, I just heard reports that it was really hard to work on that set. And, you know, Leo and Tom were, were being um, pushed really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, Inuri 2 and Tom Hardy get into a little bit of a scuffle where, you know, um, Inuri 2 uh, shuts down production for the day, goes to his trailer, and there are reports that Tom Hardy, like, followed him to his trailer. People heard a lot of shouting and then silence. And Tom Hardy walks out, and when people walk into the trailer, Inuri 2 is just, like, passed out on the ground. Like he beat him up physically. I think I'm pretty sure that's what the rumors are. I don't know if that happened. Interesting. But um, if that's the case, he deserves that award. (laughs) Well, you know, um, 
That's so interesting because there are also unsubstantiated (laughs) (laughs) rumors that Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron did not get along. Really? On the, like, set of Mad Max 2, so I don't know. Interesting. Maybe Tom Hardy's just a difficult difficult guy to get along with. Yeah. You know what, whatever. Let's go on to supporting actress, right? So supporting actress, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh in The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara for Carol, Rachel McAdams for Spotlight, Alicia Vikander. Vikander for The Danish Girl, thank you, and Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. Um, so this category is infinitely more interesting to me than Best Supporting Actor. Interesting. There are a couple of things here. Um, Go for it. So obviously Rooney Mara being Best Supporting Actress versus Best Actress. Quick question. Yeah. Um, whose, side are you, whose side are you on? Are you a Rooney or a Kate fan? You, do you have to pick? I, I don't know. Do you? I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rooney is not it on your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I actually prefer Rooney. Oh, you do? I do prefer Rooney. But what are you basing that on? Um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I mean, that was a great movie. That okay, I'm, great I'm glad movie. you think so. There's a story where I took two of my friends to go watch it, and, and they, have not, they have not forgiven me for taking them But did they it. know? Did they No, they had no idea. They oh, had no then, idea. Yeah, I mean, it's not Okay, so everyone. my fault. Okay. It's not for everyone. No, it's not your fault, but it's not for everybody. Okay. I, I'm a firm believer that you should read up on the thing that you're going to go see. Um, so, yeah, so I also think she's super talented. Um... Alicia Vikander is nominated for the Danish Girl here, mm-hmm. which is interesting because she also has gotten a lot of praise for her work in Ex Machina, mm. um, and I think she very well could have gotten a Best Supporting Actress nomination for that role versus this role, and I think this role, um, I don't know, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people walk away from the Danish Girl really taken by her performance versus really red mains mm-hmm. um i think she's kind of the heart of that film gotcha so i mean not, neither of like even if she was nominated for ex machina like it wouldn't have been you know off or whatever so like i'm glad she's on this list and i think also that's kind of the reason and we'll do we'll do another podcast on this but i think i think she has the best chance of winning interesting um because she's had two very strong roles this year um I was a little bit surprised by okay so I actually think that Kristen Stewart is a good actress and I like her in a very Hmm. like she's so awkward and like whatever but I find it kind of endearing okay okay. I did not love her like in her twilight era (laughs) but I've moved on from her cheating on Robert Pattinson and so should everyone else um and so, you know, she actually, for her role in Clouds of St. Sils Maria, like, she won the French equivalent of the Oscar, the Cesar Award. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought she had a really, really good chance of being in this category. Um, hmm. But, you know, she's not, so whatever. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's kind of a snub that I thought was interesting. Gotcha. Um, I really like Kate Winslet, actually, and Steve Jobs. and. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that was her. Oh, really? I had no, she did a really great job. I, I, yeah, I had no idea that was her until the credits started rolling. And I think um, and I think that's more a reflection of me than her performance because everyone else was like, yeah, obviously. And I was like, oh, I, I had no idea. You know, I, so I thought, I thought she, she was awesome yeah. in it. Um, and to like your point about, uh, what is it, Alicia? How do you say her last name? Vikander? Yeah. Um, I came out of it being like, oh, uh, that like her character in Steve Jobs was the person I kind of gravitated towards most in the film. Like that was the person who uh, mm. I had the most empathy for. Right. You know. So uh, yeah, I, I love her. She's the heart of the. I didn't want to say those specific words, <laughs> but yeah, she was definitely the heart uh, of that film. Um, um, yeah. She's dating Michael Fassbender. Really? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um. Let's go to... Wait, neither one of them are married. Alicia Vikander. Oh, I thought oh, we were no, talking about Kate, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet's married. Oh, yeah, that's um, what I thought. Okay, actually, okay. people kind of are going to lose their minds because both Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are nominated, and, like, people love their friendship and them being together. Not in a romantic way, but... Yeah, 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 you know, Titanic, so, still going strong, yeah, huh? Yeah, That hype train. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to original screenplay. 
right? So uh, best original screenplay we have Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Outta Compton. Thoughts? So, leading into this, Straight Outta Compton has probably gotten nominations from all of the major, you know, critic circles, certainly the, like, Producers Guild, Writers Guild. At the Oscars, however, mm. this is the only nomination they got, mm-hmm. which adds to what we were talking about in the first half, hashtag Oscar so wait. Mm-hmm. What's also interesting for a movie about black people, the writers of this um, of the screenplay are white. And so, to be really honest, I think that's coincidental. I don't really Agreed. think that is Agreed. whatever. But it is the thing that people have been picking on like, yeah. to further their point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because of all this talk, like, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Straight Outta Compton wins this category. Oh, almost as, like... Not, almost, not just, like, as a... No, I hear So you. sorry. Yeah. Um, but... I just kind of feel like that's where the pendulum might swing. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, I don't think anybody really wants a pity award. But you know what? It's the Oscar. Like, if you give me an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, oh God, I don't know how to... Like, what's... Like, if you're the Academy, right? What's the move here? You've been you've been getting wrecked for a week now. And it looks like there's no slowing this down. I mean, it looks like it's only going to pick up more steam. I mean, people are talking about boycotting. Yeah, I mean, we have Jada Pinkett Smith coming. And, and that one, whatever, don't really care. But I think I read somewhere that Spike Lee... Oh, Spike Lee's not going. Yeah, he's Oscar. definitely not going. But is he invited? I don't know. Because... And even Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, honestly, you guys, like, you're not... You're not in any of these. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't get it. Okay. If like Denzel was like, right. I'm not going, then I think people would start freaking out. Yeah. You know? Um, but but I, the point yeah, being. I mean, if you're the Academy, what do you do? do you, so if, do you give the award to Straight Outta Compton to be like, we're sorry, and we're going to reward the only white people that were nominated from your film, or... Do you purposefully avoid giving them the award because you're trying to avoid only rewarding right. the white people from your film? Like, I, I don't even know what you do in that. It's, it's a lose-lose. The answer is don't be a jerk with your nominations. So maybe this is, an, this is a good time to talk about the actual Academy and who they're made up of. So uh-huh, uh-huh. when we talk about the Academy, I think the numbers fluctuate between like 6,000. It's about 6,000 people who are all in the movie industry. So mm-hmm. as hard as we may want to push for us mm-hmm. as movie-going lovers, like Steve, you and I are not going to be in the Academy. Never. So they're, you know, they're actors, they're editors, they're okay. one day. whatever. What, maybe one maybe day. Maybe one yeah, day. <laughs> really right. Why am I squashing our dreams? Um, and so I think if you're nominated for an Academy Award, you're automatically nominated to be in the academy but once you're nominated to be in the academy you your nomination goes before a very selective committee Mm. who decides ultimately whether you're let in or not i think the number that i read was that 90 percent of the academy is white the president how not surprising the president of the academy is a black woman black female and she's she's already you know she's she she has come out to say that she's disappointed in this year's nominations. I think she's also like on her agenda is to really diversify mm-hmm. the academy. Um, so I think that's something that she's taking on, and with more and more of this um, becoming an issue, I think like that will really like that is something that she's going to work on. But the truth of the matter is, majority of the academy is still white, yeah. and until until I don't know, like they let more people of color in. Like I, this is not that surprising to me. Very elegantly said. But again, one more thing to say before I get off my soapbox. <laughs> you know, like this. This is just a reflection of what's going on yeah. in Hollywood. It is not yeah. the end all be all. You know, if movie studios aren't greenlighting movies with roles for people of all diversity, then we're 
we're going to be talking about this next year and the year after that. So it's not the academy. That's not the issue here. I think that's, I mean, honestly, we can probably talk about that in a different time and place. But, you know, you can say whatever you want about this list that we have in front of us. But it goes so much deeper than that. And I think people aren't, like, that's not what people are thinking about when they should. Yeah, I mean, to your point, right, it's uh, it's not completely the Academy's fault that the movies available to them are, like, 95% mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so uh, let's go to uh, Best Director. Uh, nominees are Lenny Abramson for Room, uh, Alejandro Inaritu for The Revenant, Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. I can't believe this. Adam McKay for The Big Short, and George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road. And Adam McKay, I'm not saying I can't believe it because I think he's bad, but it's just, man, he has come so far. He has come so far. I, 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 Can you tell people why? Okay, we're going <laughs> to... The very first movie he directed was Anchorman, <laughs> right? And then... Good for him. Good for him. The next movie... Was Talladega Nights, another Will Ferrell movie. Good for him. That one after that was Step Brothers. And listen, I love Anchorman. I love Step Brothers. I enjoyed a lot of Talladega Nights. Mm-hmm. But he went from that just 10 years ago mm-hmm. to now being an Oscar-nominated director. You, let's see, what else did he do? He did The Other Guys. I've had – and I've had – Multiple people come up to me and ask me why I didn't like the other guys. Why Did you didn't like, you like the other guys? You like the other guys? Hilarious, yeah. Wait, are we talking about the right the one with Will Ferrell and, and Mark, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I loved it. Really? Yeah. Oh. He did Anchorman 2? Which I'm, was not great. And then, so that's his resume. That's it. So it's Anchorman. <laughs> it's Anchorman. It's Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, Other Guys, Anchorman 2. Big short Oscar. So does this mean, like, Adam should never work with Will Ferrell if he wants to get nominated for I'm, Oscar. I'm assuming anyone who wants an Oscar should not work <laughs> with Will Ferrell. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's great. I love Super Will talented. Ferrell. I love Will Ferrell. But if you want your movie to be nominated for an Oscar, maybe leave Will out of that <laughs> out of that conversation. But um, so, yeah, come a long way. Congrats. I mean, hey, listen, props, man. Good yep. for you. Good for you. Yep. Good for you. Um, this is the one that I struggled with the most. Because tell us, I ride or die for Ryan Coogler. Oh yeah, okay, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I ride or die. I forgot about that. Okay, yes. Um, you, it's okay. You forgot for about ten minutes. That's for okay. Ten minutes. That's yeah. okay. That's forgivable. Um, I ride or die for Ryan Coogler. But when I look at this list, um, I, this is the hardest one for me because I don't know who I would have Ryan Coogler replace. Um, I think they all did a fantastic job you know and that and that's where the hard part comes in where you know if you do want someone in who do you who do you take out and i'm not i'm not sure who i'd take out of here because i think they all did such amazing jobs you know um the only thing is i feel like i've when i'm watching creed right yeah this this dude coogler does things that i i don't i don't think i've ever seen before right and i'm you know I do watch movies with – I watch movies like anyone else does. You know, I'm just there to be entertained. But then you just pick up on certain things like um, there are these two oneers, right? That uh, And for those of you who don't know what a, a oneer is, it's, um, it's uh, a shot with no edits, right? So if you watch a lot of movies, then you know that I think the average is like 20 seconds without – you, you only go like 15 to 20 seconds before a cutaway before an edit. And this guy – um, in yeah, doesn't Birdman do a lot of that? Yes, he yeah. does. He does. In Ritu, right? Yeah, Ali he, G. <laughs> yeah, he he does a bunch of them too. I, and they're notoriously difficult to pull off, right? And there are these two very specific scenes where he has the camera on on Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, right? And um, they're in the the training room. They walk out with them through the hallways, right, up through, like, the crowd, mm-hmm. into the ring, right, is focused on Michael B. Jordan's face as his opponent comes to the ring, mm-hmm. goes, 
two, one and a half rounds, and it that's the it's the whole take. It's one giant take. How many minutes would you say it was? I would say it's about maybe like three to five minutes. Okay. And it's just straight. And I'm looking. I'm constantly looking for the cut. Mm-hmm. Where are they cutting? Maybe like for a second when the whole screen goes black because yeah. like the lights go off. Yeah. Nothing, right? And I, because I'm a freak, went on YouTube and looked for the B-roll. And there's a B-roll of how they did it. And it's this dude... And not Googling, right? It's this dude with this, like, bulletproof... It looked like a bulletproof vest, uh-huh. but instead of Kevlar, it is a camera uh-huh. mounted on him. And he's just walking like a Terminator, just, like, following Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And I'm just, like... Even when I was watching it, I was like, I, I, I don't know the last time I've seen anything like this, like, accomplished in a movie before. And... Even with that, right, I don't know who I'd take off this list and replace Ryan Cooper for. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's what we should be talking about because obviously, like, I think everybody deserves to be on this mm. list. But I think there are a couple of surprises, right? So, like, Room has gotten a lot of um, accolades. Um, I th- but I think still, like, Lenny Abramson was a surprise for a lot of people. Um, mostly because the director of The Martian, Ridley Scott, who I didn't know has never won an Oscar, really? was left off of this list. And so he, his name has come up quite a bit in the past week mm-hmm. because of that snub. Um, and I also think it's going to be hard for The Martian to pull off a Best Picture win without a Best Director nomination. Yeah, I don't know how often that happens. It doesn't happen all that often, I don't think. Um so that was kind of um, a big snub that everybody has been talking about, Ryan Coogler, who, but I don't think as many people feel as passionate about that as you. Probably not. Because we've dedicated like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> to um, and George Miller, I think that's great. Like he's what, like 80 some years old? I think he and I'm pretty sure he's super are pretty old. like the same age but good for him he had an uncompromising vision and it took him like 20 years to make this movie and he did it and mm-hmm. um the academy is rewarding him with a nomination for himself and his picture so yeah. um all right cool i think there was only one other thing that i wanted to talk about um so actually let me let me look up what the other nominees are right so is it what is it called? Is it original best, score? Or, no, best no, no. score is different from best original song. Best original song, right? So the Oscars, right? Best original song. So I think we have um, the weekend for his song. Right, and, right. Um, from Fifty Shades of Grey. So congratulations, Fifty Shades of Grey! You, <laughs> you got a nomination. <laughs> um, um, Lady Gaga is a nominee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the one that Steve is upset about. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. Listen, anyone, I dare you. I dare you to find me a person who watched Fast and Furious 7. And when that song, See You Again, comes on, I dare you to find me someone who didn't cry or tear up when that song played. I don't know a single person that didn't gasp or grab the hand of a person sitting next to them or, or, or grab their heart. When that song came on. That song Mm -hmm. is so fantastic. I don't understand how you don't nominate. Listen, if you give it to someone else, that's fine. But to not recognize that song. I don't know a single person that didn't get emotionally affected when that song comes on at the end of Fast 7. I think you bring up a really good point. The point of these original songs in these movies is to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. You certainly felt something when mm. that song was played. Um, I almost think the song was too popular to be an yeah. Oscar nominee, which sounds weird, but it was almost too top 40, I feel like. Um, mm. I mean, I, I'm probably wrong, but yeah, I also can't think of a good reason why the song is like not in this um, a nominee. Um, I'm sad that we're going to miss out on Wiz Khalifa. 
performing this in front of all those like stiff people. All right, ready? Question. Your point, super valid, right? So, uh, see you again. More or less top 40 than uh, Let It Go. Um, I loved Let It. I loved Let It Go. Uh, and you can be honest. More or less top forty than Let It Go. I mean, that's an interesting question because I don't. I mean, Let It Go was popular. It's not top forty popular. It's mm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they're not going to play it on Z one hundred. Z one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know, would you say, but, like, the thing is, Let It Go is so, like, central to Frozen, right? Right, right. Like, if See You Again was not in the movie, like, it could have been replaced by a different, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> All right, next one, ready? See You Again, more or less top 40 than Happy. Oh, the Pharrell song? Yeah. Was that nominated? Nominated with the same year's Let It Go, Despicable Me Too, Musing Lyrics by Pharrell Williams. Huh. All right, Steve. Well, I am going to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, was, me no, well. you, I think your point, I think your point is, is valid. I just think. Because, okay, looking at the other nominees for Best Original Song this year, like, how many of those songs do you know? Or yeah, which, I think were played on the radio. I think there's a theme every year. I think they go with a different theme every year. You know, and I think the year Let It Go and Happy came out, those songs were just so popular. Mm-hmm. They were like, all right, let's just go with it. Okay. You know, whereas, whereas this year, it was really just See You Again and everything else just kind of fits a different mold, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think Let It Go and Happy kind of. You know, like you say before, with Cape Blanchett and Rooney Mara, um, they'll kind of cannibalize each other's votes. Mm-hmm. But with song, um, Let It Go and Happy kind of uh, helped each other in that sense. You know, so I I didn't bring those those uh, examples up to prove you wrong, but it's it's more just like it really seems like every year they just make up new rules. Yeah, you know. And that's a little it's a little frustrating. And that kind of goes back to our point uh, that we made in the I think our very first podcast, which is, you know, Oscars, you know, important or not important. You know, and it, it I think it's not obviously it's not as simple as that question okay. makes in makes it seem, but um, there are definitely arguments for both, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think the more years where there are significant controversies like the one that they're facing this year like I think I think people are going to start really re-looking or re-looking yeah. about what the Oscars really mean yeah yeah. Um, yeah so I mean that's a really good question I just don't have the answer to it and I, I bet you they don't either yeah. so uh, with that uh, yeah I think that that's all the things we wanted to talk about. Uh, do you have anything else about the Oscars? I think that was it, right? No, I think I mentioned this earlier, but um, Steve and I are going to try to help you guys with mm. your Oscar pool. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll do like a like a mini episode, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, we can do that of, for sure. Um, of our predictions for some of the top categories. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the loser should like... <laughs> Wait, are we competing? Are we filling different ballots? <laughs> but I, wouldn't that be fun? Uh, it depends what the loser has to do. I don't know. I mean, you know what we can do? We can. Right, we'll we'll talk about this over, but I, I have a few ideas. Okay. Well, I have a few ideas, and then and then we'll get back to you guys with it. But uh, I hope you enjoyed. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys next time. You want to say bye? Bye, guys. Bye.